1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL podcast channel. In this episode today, we are going to get Brock's thoughts on the Skump and Hex lawsuit, kind of talk about some potential new developments in that, and then we're just going to get right into the matches from the weekend, talk about those, and then do our predictions for next week. We had some pretty interesting results from the predictions, so you guys have to stay tuned uh, later into the episode to hear those. Uh, If you guys enjoy this one, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. If you're on the audio platforms, drop that follow. Drop that five star review. we appreciate all the support as always. you guys crushed it last week again. it's been a, a constant theme of me saying that, but that's a good sign. you guys keep crushing it with the support. Um, had a little double upload this week uh, with a mini emergency pod, but looking forward to jumping into this one uh so without further ado, let's just jump right into it. Brock how you doing today?
0: Oh you know fine, fine Monday. you know nothing much to uh, besides work, you know love that. And you know, other than that, you know, didn't get to watch too many matches this weekend, unfortunately. But you know, saw the result to that one, and you know, excited to you know get into this podcast. It was a it was an
1: interesting weekend of matches. The first day was very boring. Uh, it was mm-hmm. a quick, quick, quick day. Um, but overall, I thought we saw some. Interesting results uh, in that New York series. We kind of learned a little bit about them playing against Carolina. They had their backs against the wall, were able to reverse sweep, but questioning them a little bit. Uh, Seattle Surge, uh, yikes. Yeah. They, <laughs> and the control. They literally just like gave up a point for free on high-rise that made no sense. So Zinny and Skump roasting them. Uh, FaZe kind of showed Miami who was boss. It's an overall interesting weekend optic. Really looked good. Um, Toronto, you know, continuing their form, Minnesota, Minnesota showed us something. So we'll get into that in a little bit. First, um, I did the little mini solo pod kind of talking about the lawsuit because that was uh, the big news from this week. So wanted to quick hit uh, Brock's thoughts on that. I mean, there's a lot to digest there. I also saw uh, an interesting tweet from Scump. I'll read quick before you get into it. Uh, from mm-hmm. November 15th, 2020. I hadn't seen this prior to... Uh, recording and I remember this tweet actually when I saw it. I remember this tweet being a thing and then kind of forgot about it until somebody quote tweeted. I saw Jacob Hale quote tweeted. Uh, and it's a uh, tweet from Scum from November 15th, 2020. So, right when the league, the CDL was first kicking off, and he said the CDL also made us sign a player contract in front of them without allowing us to run it by our lawyers at the player summit. It was a quote, sign it now or you can't play at Minnesota type exchange. I'm probably going to get fined for this too, just letting y'all know. So, an interesting tweet that could help them uh in their in their lawsuit if they were forced to sit in a room and sign a contract without being able to bring in a lawyer could you know could help the the case of scumpet hex in this lawsuit.
0: Yeah. I mean def- definitely hundred percent. You know, I don't I I didn't read thoroughly into this at all. Probably, you probably read more than I did, but you know usually when it comes to scump and hex, they want what's best for the community. So, yeah. you know, I don't see who on their side, you know, as a, a lot of people are since the green wall is so damn big. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's just unfortunate. Uh, obviously, we don't know how this is going to play out. And like a lot of people said, the most likely outcome is probably like some kind of settlement, although Activision didn't go for the initial settlement. So maybe not. But uh we know Activision has pretty much unlimited money and resources when it comes to acquiring lawyers for this. So, mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: they have deeper pockets, unfortunately, than Scump and Hex do. Even though those those two have some pretty deep pockets, but Activision, we know, um, off a day of microtransactions, they have uh, more money than a lot of people could ever dream of. Yeah,
0: so that's just the tough part. Like you said, you know, them going to get up against Activision and all the money and lawyers that they have access to. <laughs>
1: yeah and they're gonna be willing to fight this, so uh an unfortunate situation, but pretty much all on that, unless you wanna you have any further comments on it, it's such a like a weird ongoing situation with so many moving parts so much is gonna change probably every day for here and mm-hmm. for months, probably,
0: yeah, no, honestly, I was just you know when it when it dropped is it was it, was, it was, was thinking it was later later in the night, I was just kind of shocked like like packs are actively suing actively like oh interesting.
1: Yeah, I remember it did drop late because I remember I didn't see. I saw it the next morning when I woke up. I remember I didn't see it the day that it like dropped. I remember waking up and being like, "Damn, this is uh, interesting." <laughs> I
0: was kind of shocked by it. I was like, "Damn, yeah." Yeah,
1: I was kind of wondering what was going to happen with the watch party if they were going to continue, but obviously they they went forward with that. And it, yeah, it is very interesting. I'm very interested to see how it plays out because, like I said in my initial tweet, and like what a lot of people have said is, there aren't too many scenarios where this works out positively for us as the community and mm-hmm. fans of uh the CDL and competitive COD. Like this there are obviously some scenarios where it could work out. Like if Scump and Hex win the lawsuit, I don't even know if that's positive. Cause like I mentioned in in my tweet and in, in the mini pod, it's like if Scump and Hex win the lawsuit, uh and get however much money from Activision, whatever, uh odds are because of them showing how unfairly the CDL has treated owners and them, the CDL would likely kind of cease to exist, uh, if not right away, probably after this season. Uh, Mm -hmm. But then Activision would have to, you know, give out rights to the IP to a third-party league like they did to MLG in order to run it. Uh, So they could just basically say, like, screw you, we're not giving rights to the IP, you can't run tournaments using our game. And Mm -hmm. then pretty much block a competitive Call of Duty League from happening, which would essentially, you know, kill competitive COD in an organized fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I mean, maybe there's a settlement that happens. They just settle outside and they change some rules and everything continues on. Maybe that's the one good way this turns out. But to me, there are a lot more scenarios where this turns out uh, very negative for us as the fans uh, than positive.
0: Yeah. Definitely agree with that.
1: Which is scary because, I mean, competitive God has now been around since shoot, um, like the modern era, quote unquote, is like probably Black Ops 2 on, like 2012. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously competitive COD has been around since before that, but when it really kind of hit the limelight, which was like where it got like real popular in streams and stuff was probably like more like the black ops two days. I mean, that's 12 years ago. We've been, we've been running strong for 12 years. So, uh, the mainstream form, at least it's been longer than that, but it would, it would be sad to see it kind of just die out because of corporate greed.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you know, how many people that are so invested into it as yeah. you know, we, we are, <laughs>
1: Uh, lots of fans, and yeah, like you said, team owners invested, players invested, would turn their lives upside down, obviously, like, tons of fans that, uh, like, is our life going to end if competitive COD ceases to exist? Obviously not, but it's it's an entertaining form. It's just like if you were a big fan of a, a sport, uh, basketball, Like you and I are big fans of basketball and football, mm-hmm. like, all of a sudden, if the NFL just ceased to exist tomorrow, that'd make me pretty damn sad, because I enjoy watching football.
0: Yeah, literally, I mean... Yep. Just had to see <laughs> if it does spiral into this direction.
1: And, I mean, like, if the NFL ceased to exist, you could, like, nobody, like, technically owns the right to the game of football, so somebody can make a league. With COD, it's very different. Activision owns the rights on uh, IP to Call of Duty and can basically block anybody from setting up, like, stream tournaments, so they could, like, kill it much harder than, like, you could kill a sport.
0: hmm Yeah.
1: 100%. So, very scary to think about, but we we talked about that topic, um, plenty. Of that sad sad topic. So let, let's talk about the matches a little bit this week. We'll just go day by day. There's a little bit less we can like maybe dive into them a little bit. Uh, so on day one, Miami versus Toronto. Uh, overall, like not too much to say in the series besides Scrap looked incredible. Uh, Insight played well. They just overall like the Rio. You could just tell that Toronto were on a different level on mm-hmm. the Rio HP, and then into the Rio search, they were just running at them down mid. 6-4 is actually probably a little closer than the scoreline really seemed. They were just kind of running at them in that map, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Karachi control, uh, they take it from. They won a round where it looked like they had like absolutely no business winning it. And then from there on, uh, they ended up winning it. They they handled Miami pretty easily. It was scary uh, because then Miami actually looked decent against FaZe later in the weekend. But scary for Miami to get 3-0 here, especially because that, that would put them on the 0-9 streak.
0: Yeah. mhm, 0-9 yeah, I, I will. Yeah, I will say, you know, Eric Boom, you know, didn't have the strongest showing. But, you know, as you said, they're playing champ, major one champions that look yeah. incredible.
1: That's kind of how I felt uh, <laughs> coming into the series. I was like, you know, if he has a good series, great. But if he has like a bad series, it's going to be a little bit tough to judge him because he is coming into an online match playing against the best team in the world. So, like, if he had a little bit of a series, we kind of had to give him a little bit of a lesion. Uh, he looked a lot better in the second series. I mean, he, once again, we talked about this before the weekend, but he did not have an easy weekend. He had, then had to play Atlanta phase. Uh, he did lead his team with a 1.04 against Atlanta phase. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but he had a nice bounce back series.
0: Yep. So I'm not shocked. You know, Miami, you know, shouldn't be, you know, be too hard on themselves for this match, but you know, they got to clean it up.
1: Got to clean it up because now you're 0-2, and we expected them to be 0-2. I mean, playing Toronto in phase, we expected this, but... Uh, you've lost at least four matches in a row. I can't remember how they fared in their last online qualifiers for major one, but they lost the two straight on land, now two straight here. You're one and 12 Mm -hmm. in in your last four series. Obviously, I know you've played a couple tough teams in the last two, but got to find a way to bounce back. At least Eric Boom did bounce back in the next series, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But second match of the day was Carolina versus New York. New York kind of broke down. I mean, there was a point in this map. I heard Octane talking about it. I was thinking the same thing. Uh, there was a point in this map where it was like Hydra step on the and your team wins. It was like on a P one late in the game. He was just standing an inch away from the hill, just like looking for kills. And they had like a three dead scenario where like he could have gotten like plenty of time to just win them the game. And he just like refused to touch the hill.
0: Yeah, I did see I did see a memes about that on Twitter. <laughs>
1: like, I, it was so confusing. I was like, I get it. Like, that P1 is a little bit hard to, like, soak a lot of time on on subbase because they spawn so random and there's so many angles you can be shot from. So it is a mm-hmm. little bit hard to get time. But it's like, dude, like, get on the hill. They're, they had a bunch of dead. Like, it was free time to win the game. And they, they could have won the game there. It was like, I forget the exact scenario, but they had, like, 228 or something. And there was, like, 40 seconds left on the hill. So plenty of time for you to still win the game. And mm-hmm. eventually it just became unwinnable because like he sat off the hill for so long that the time was white too long. And then he he just couldn't sit in it long enough to win it. And then they ended up losing uh, on the next hill. I was like, dude, what are we doing? Like mm-hmm. we are trolling. Yeah. Also yeah. on that map one, Gwyn, uh, Gwyn was everything. He, he was going crazy. He is. He is. I tweeted about it, but he is
0: so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did figure. I would say, you know, Hydra's, you know, it's got to trust the teammates that are around you. You know, they're not, they're not in this scrubs. They're superstar players for a reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had Hydra is an interesting case. I heard them talking about this on the flank as well. And I completely agree. Like Kismet was a stud in this series. Uh, 101 and 74 overall, 1.36, 18K damage, uh, led the lobby. Actually, technically didn't lead the lobby to damage. He was like 50 less uh, than Sib. But mm-hmm. Kismet's a stud right now. Uh, Sib continues to put up good numbers. Skies even look pretty good in the series. The interesting part for New York is obviously like they were pretty dominant in maps four and five, uh, really bringing it back. They, they they pretty much handled that invasion hardpoint, which speaking of that invasion hardpoint has to go. That map is terrible. It's the worst hardpoint map right now.
0: Yeah. Watching it. Not very fun. Playing it. Not fun. <laughs> get it out. <laughs> and the P4 is one of the worst hills I've ever seen. It's the
1: biggest hill I've ever seen. And it just like you can't stay in it. You just there's so many ways to get shot in it.
0: Uh huh. Yeah.
1: It's horrible. But anyways there's a clear issue right right now for uh new york for me that is a big concern like he didn't play horrible in this series but like with the way this game is set up the sub is you know it's hard to use but hydra has to I mean hydra is a superstar we know at his peak he's you could argue he's the best player in the world at his peak he's just not playing like it right now i know the sub is hard to like get in their face and be aggressive with right now uh You see what the sub can do on a map like Rio, though, this weekend. A lot of people were running three subs. Shotzi and Pred popped off on it. But it's just, Hydra's just not the superstar New York needs him to be right now. So, Mm -hmm. of course, they can beat a team 3 2 like Ravens, who are, you know, not the top tier caliber. But I still think New York's going to struggle against the top teams unless Hydra can figure it out because they need him to be the absolute superstar that he can be. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's partially due to, you know, the sub not being nearly as good he can't play that role even if he uses an ar uh the skill gap difference using the ar in this game we know is significantly less than like in a lot of games where if you can be a really good sub player it's a lot harder to be that good Mm -hmm. i I just i'm scared because Hydra doesn't look like a superstar right now and I, i think it's a combination of yeah the sub not being as good and the maps not being as catered to the sub but also I don't know. I Sib is putting up numbers. I just don't know if he's setting up Hydra as much as like Priesta and Kismet focused so much on just setting up Hydra. Yeah. Now I think mm-hmm. there are two players who are trying to set up in Sib and Hydra and I just don't know if it's working as well.
0: Yeah. I would definitely agree. And like you said, Sub is, you know, harder to, to, to use this year and that maybe falls on Hydra, you know, and not, not getting the hard point, you know. He's thinking, oh, I'm not, I'm not uh, you know, I'm not playing that great, so let me like, get some more kills here instead of, you know, going for the obj.
1: Yeah, and, like, I say that the sub is harder to use this year, but I actually, like, it is, like, yes, the sub is harder to use, absolutely, you're right. But it is more, like, map, uh, like, map-dependent rather than gun-dependent, because the rival is insanely good
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: it's just a lot of the maps like playing with a rival on invasion i mean you usually see four ARs for the most part except like certain maybe like little situations but like in general the rival is very very good like you see it on rio a smaller map the rival dominates you pull three of them out
0: yeah like, mm-hmm.
1: this game would be so perfect if so many of the maps weren't like three to four ar dominant because like the sub is very good the ar is very good like you could have some very interesting like almost like it was in world war ii where you had Certain maps where it was two and two and three and one for the subs, like you could see a lot more true flex play coming up. Mm -hmm. Because like we saw what a difference true flex play can make this weekend in that Toronto series where Scrappy was popping off on the map one Rio with a sub. Like we saw what having a true flex that can actually use both can do for you in that map. Like it was just a diff, like having Kleenex, Envoy and Scrap running at you with subs was just, I mean, not many teams are gonna be able to handle it.
0: Yeah. hmm
1: Kinda like probably how FaZe will be if with uh, Draza and, you know, the tiny terrors. We saw them play Rio this weekend as well.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, you know, Hydra you know, I am sure he'll figure it out. You know, he's so talented. Gotta and get all like these
1: maps in there with the subs.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, like you said, maybe Sib and you know, Kizmit or Sib needs to set him set him up some more.
1: <laughs> yeah, which is I mean because that's not Sib's playstyle. He's Sib is very, He's a very good player, and he's very good at the play style that he plays. Mm-hmm. But he's used to the game being set up for him, maybe not setting it up for others, where we know Mr. Assist Man Priest that was helping set the game up. in Kismet, we know, is, like, the man. Mm-hmm. Kismet is, like, that's why he's, like, one of my favorite players in the league, because he is, like, he's so good at setting up his teammates, like, his superstar teammates <sighs> to succeed. But also, like, he'll just casually just drop a 1.36 like he did this weekend while also setting up his teammates. He can, like, he's such a perfect player for any team because he can just fully set up his teammates while also just being a complete superstar at the same time. It's just, what he does is unreal. He is such a good player.
0: Yep, definitely. And like you said, Sib and Priesta, you know, two very different players.
1: And I I think Kismet could be like, like if you did, like we talk about this sometimes, but if you did like a CDL draft where like all the players went into a pool and, you know, teams just had to pick, Kismet would probably slide. Like your Hydras, your Shotsies, your Preds, your uh simpabeezy selium like those guys are all going like first but like man you could probably get like a late first round early second round you could like sneak kismet you can like pair him with one of those stud smgs oh my god kismet just sets up his other smgs so well he is so good
0: yeah because he's at the so-called you know household name
1: he's just like he's just so good because he's that like stereotypical like objective-minded sub but also, like when he needs to drop a, a one point five on your head to win a hard point, he'll do it when he needs to get that crucial three piece like a lot of times when you think of that like objective based sub, you think of like a guy that like is gonna drop a point nine and he's solid, but like can't rely on him too much to like pop off like no, like if I see a point where Kismet needs to go get me two, unlike a lot of more objective minded subs, like I believe Kismet can go get me two whenever he needs
0: mm-hmm. yeah Yep. All right when we'll we'll need help. Saturday, Brock. it's all heard. Gwyn needs help yeah. us.
1: <laughs> yeah. Moving into Saturday, the the Royal Ravens, they lose again. Uh, unfortunate. They lose to Boston. Boston, honestly, overall looked very good in this series. I liked what I saw. I think there's a lot to build on. The Royal Ravens are right there in like so many of the maps. Gwyn, once again, somebody needs to help the guy out. Uh, it's mm-hmm. kind of going to be the story of Royal Ravens, I think, for this whole season. It's like they look solid and can hang in, but like when it comes down to it, they just get kind of outclassed. Talent wise, um, and Priest looked very good. This was nice to see Priesta have a good series because you know Priesta could be very up and down. If he can find consistency with this team, uh, I trust Slasher to always be consistent. And Snoopy and Asim are going to be an aggressive uh, duo that I also trust.
0: Yep, mm-hmm. I will say before you know I talk about the Boston versus Carolina. Uh, Carolina seems to you know always you know <laughs> choke these leads away. Don't seem to have the ice whatsoever.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean. They were 1-1, uh, lost that, that control, and then, you know, obviously <laughs> lose 3-1. But, yeah, they had, a, they had a 2-0 series lead in their first series as well. They uh, mm-hmm. can't seem to hold on to a lead.
0: Yep. But I like the, uh, you know, I, I love the addition of Asum.
1: Yeah, For- this Austin per- team is, is good.
0: Yeah. I'm excited to see this Boston team going forward. You know, Aesom, vocal leader. Uh, like you said, they need more vocal leader because Snoopy you know, doesn't talk that much, and I'm assuming Capital didn't talk too much either. So is, you know, good, good, uh, slot there, you know, helping to out, set him up, setting up place for him and, you know, Slasher and Priest, you know, just figuring it out together.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, second match of the day, Atlanta phase, Miami heretics, uh, heretics for a little bit here. Looked like this was going to be a two old lead for them. Uh, they pretty handily ran away with that map one. Uh, they were really popping off, um, Eric Boom had a really, really, really nice map one. Uh, Lucky was playing his little cred angles. Uh, Metals was getting aggressive on him. Like overall, they looked very, very, very good mm-hmm. uh, in that map one. Uh, then you move over to map two, and they were in the driver's seat for a lot of this map. They were up 5-4, ended up losing two straight to lose it. And then from there on out, FaZe just, I mean, FaZe dominated them in the control. It mm-hmm. wasn't even a game. Draza was just three-piece world-starring them, uh, And then in the real hard point, Uh, You had Simp and Abizi running at you. Uh, This was, to me, that real hard point was, it's like the most, even though it's new, it's like the most predictable map right Mm -hmm. now. Even though it was new, going into the weekend, I just knew, for the most part, what teams that they played were going to win. Like, I knew, like, if Ultra and Miami were playing, I knew, you know, Envoy, Scrap, uh, and Kleenex were going to run at them and just beat them. I knew... Uh, in this phase series, Simpidibizzi, you get to finally let them be a true subduo again. I knew they were just going to run it down on Miami. Same thing on Sunday. Uh, we saw Optic play LA Thieves on it. I knew they were just going to run at them uh, uh-huh. with Shotzi and Pred finally getting to play on a, a two-sub map and just dominate them. The only one that kind of surprised me uh, was Minnesota beating Toronto on Rio. Uh, mm-hmm. But once again, vivid with the pace he plays at and Lens and even Wake kind of just running at you. I'm not completely shocked uh, yeah. mm-hmm. with that. You know the funny part is, accuracy was the guy that was dropping numbers on the real <laughs> um, Accuracy
0: is back. <laughs> yeah,
1: but phase. I mean, Miami had their chance. To me, when if you're a team like Miami, you had that five four lead in the map two to go up 2-0 against a team like Phase. You have to close the door. The second they lost and blew that game, I knew Phase was winning two straight maps. I hate to, I hate to say it,
0: but you knew. Mm-hmm. It. That's how it usually happens with the you know, the the better team. You know the. Squeaked by the second search, second map search, and you know the, the other team might even, might get a little bit demoralized. You know, swept. Yeah. You know, three zero, two fifty, one eighty four.
1: When you have a team like Phase on the ropes, a chance to go up two zero, you have to shut the door, or you know you're losing. Like mm-hmm. that's just who FaZe are, especially Miami. Uh, nothing against Miami, but they are simply not on Phase's level in general. Miami, not yep. a bad team, but they're not on Phase's level. And when you have a chance to go up two0 on a team like FaZe, you have to close the door because. You leave the door at all open, if you give a team that good, uh, like an extra, like basically breath of life, I mean, they are going to take it and run with it.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, they did did the hard part, map one, kind of blew up the water. About 100.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Moving on to that last match though, Brock, Saturday. Subliners finally bounce back.
0: I will say before we go that the real map is fun to watch. It's 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 the most bow cage map I've, I love that. It's so so fun just fun to watch each play. other. Uh-huh. The search is
1: kind of weird. It's just like you head bash top mid.
0: <laughs> uh huh. Whoever, you know, has the gunny.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit TDM. Like, I don't know. I mean, search is it's better than some of the maps for sure that we have in the game, like better than Terminal, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh But I, I, I can't complain about it. It's better than a few of the maps we have, at least. The hard point, though, incredibly fun to play and watch.
0: Yep. Definitely. Even if
1: the spawns are a little wonky, the spawns are a little weird on every map, but at least you just get to run around on unreal. You actually get to like feel like you're playing COD, where some of these giant maps kind of feels like you're not able to just like kind of run free and make plays.
0: Yeah, that that is I fully agree with your statement there. Um, Brock, this series
1: though, we saw a, a Hydra bounce back that we were talking about finally. Kiz doing his job. Sid maybe setting up a team a little more. Skies looked really good. However, to me, this series is more about Seattle. We predicted it. It was going to be rough for them. The roster mm-hmm. change makes no sense in-game-wise, obviously. We think it's for uh, ulterior ulterior motives here, you know, other things at play. Uh, nothing against Brezzi, because once again, I think Brezzi is a very good player. Had a rough series here, but I mean, the control, that play that we saw, mm-hmm. Scump and methods talking about on the timeline. I,
0: New York I don't know.
1: <laughs> goes to a control on high-rise, so the point over by blue, uh, for those of you that are forgetting, because trust me, I, I forget. A and B all the time when the game's first out, but A, a point on control over by Blue, uh, yep. like under helicopter, and they they hit the point. They only have like one, maybe two on to start, and Seattle's just kind of like Hook's running around flanking bottom. Brezzy's like playing over by like top propane, and they're just kind of like, like Brezzy like looks at two people in the point, doesn't shoot. They're just like giving them the point for free. New York captures A on high rise without losing a life, and they only got like two or three kills.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was like 30 to 27 or 28 when the point was capped. Like, did Seattle
0: think they were on offense? Uh, I mean, it's what it looked like. So, you know, they're always for nonchalantly just, you know, going out to the map flanking and whatnot. Like, oh, we're a defense, guys. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. On some maps of control in other games
1: and whatever, like sometimes you just chalk a point. Like, like we've seen a lot with uh, B on Invasion. Mm-hmm. You maybe throw a life or two at it, but you're going to give it up most likely on a pro level. So you just kind of chalk it and play all your lives towards a, and try to defend that. And it makes sense on certain maps. You kind of maybe throw a few lives at it, five lives in, you're like, yeah, chalk it. We don't want to waste all our lives in this point. Cause we're going to lose it anyways. That's not how high rise is. High rise is such a bang out map. You spawn so close on defense that like, you're trying to just like make them waste as many lives as they can before cap anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, don't know what that was on the Seattle side, but you know, it's not looking good. <laughs> It's it's rough.
1: Uh, this team, I think, is going to struggle. Granted, New York, we believe, you know, despite their struggles against Carolina, they still are one of our more talented teams. Mm-hmm. But looking rough for Seattle.
0: Yeah. Also for Seattle, I just find it weird that you know they haven't said anything about Illy being dropped. Yeah, they basically just like
1: cut him out of the intro. Didn't mention anything. He hasn't tweeted basically since that tweet saying like you guys are tweaking. I was just on a lot of caffeine.
0: Yeah, it's kind, kind really. of weird. <laughs>
1: yeah. We hope everything's okay with Illy though. I haven't heard yep. from it at all. He because you know who knows he could. Just be completely fine sitting at home, but I'm sure, you know, getting dropped again, he's had a lot Uh, from where he was in his career, like obviously S&D star streaming and stuff growing up, gets a spot in Dallas Empire, wins a world championship uh, in his first year as a pro player. You think, you know, everything's just up and up from here, like especially as a 18, 19 year old kid. Mm-hmm. you think how how could it go down i mean I, you're on top of the world you're like oh my god i became a pro i won a world championship but i got all this money then i get to sign with optic like the the pinnacle of you know competitive call of duty being on optic and then uh all of a sudden you know you win an event right away when you're on optic then thumb injury you have to sit out you try to come back the next year you're instantly dropped then you have to switch teams and you know this whole allegation happens and then you're benched again and it's like it's a lot for a young kid to go through, so we hope we
0: hope Illy's all right. Yeah, definitely, especially when you're so high up, you know, winning and winning, and then the unfortunate thumb injury just like, kind of derailed everything.
1: Well, because there are a lot of jokes going on around that with, like, oh, it's funny, like, watching whatever he was doing on stage, and, like, people got their memes out of it. But at the end of the day, like Abuza kind of tweeted about this weekend with people bashing cities, at the end of the day, these, pe- these players are also people.
0: Mm-hmm. they sometimes. got feelings
1: yeah. and sometimes like people forget that with athletes too like they tweet crazy things or DM crazy things to athletes and it's like you're upset that your team lost uh, or whatever but also like at the end of the day like A do you think that the player in whatever sport esport whatever do you think they just wanted to lose and they just did it to upset you that they lost like yeah <laughs> these, these are people with feelings at the end of the day like sometimes people got to sit back and realize that
0: mm-hmm. yep fully agree
1: Um, all right Move on to Sunday, though. Vegas versus uh, the LA Gorillas. This is a pretty entertaining match, honestly. Like, I, I was I was entertained watching this one on the map. One, um, Purge actually had a pretty decent map. Uh, Attach, overall, was kind of the story of the series. He was He has been very good all year, despite Vegas not playing that well. Attach has been very good all year.
0: hmm Yep. Love to uh, see it. At least need the other players to step up.
1: Yeah. And Geo, like, overall... Didn't look like the best of the series. He had a 0.86, but he had some flashes where he had some nice pieces. Maybe, you know, still getting used to the team. Uh, But Purge with a 0.93 on the series overall for his standards so far in the year uh, is very good. But um, Nero running it down on that Rio hard point. You love to see it. Overall, I was thinking Vegas looked decent in the series. Attached looked very good, but I'm left with a lot of concerns still because Purge. Uh, still against a team like LAG, where you'd expect maybe that'd be finally where you could put up some numbers. Didn't look all that great still, and Geo didn't look the best, but I'm I'm willing to give Geo a pass for the series. You know, first first pro series might have been a little nervous, but Purge still not convinced on him at all.
0: Yep, fully agree.
1: And they completely dropped standing now at this point, so there's no going back. They're going to have to pick up a new player if they want to replace Purge.
0: Yep, or just stick it out and, you know, see if he gets better than the season.
1: And LAG... We think they're probably not going to make a change just due to the state of their organization, but it is a shame. Uh, I think this team is being held back by Assault. I'm finally ready to just, you know, mm-hmm. say it. They're being
0: held back by Assault, Brock. Yeah, he dropped 9 in Map 3, and they all had 20, 23-plus. Yeah, they lost 3-2 in
1: that Map 2, and, like, he had a point seven in the Map 4, a point uh, or a 1.12 in the Map 1. He looked okay, but, like, this team, like... Fame is starting to find a little more consistency. Estriel, he didn't have the best numbers-wise, but the kid has talent. I like Estriel as a player. Mm -hmm. Uh, DiamondCon, we know, has been pretty much their best player the whole year. They had a little bit more consistent main over Assault that could maybe speed up with DiamondCon and match his pace. That would be a big deal because, once again, also, it's the engagements for Assault.
0: Uh
1: I mean, you have one hundred forty-four or 147 on the side of Estriel, 153 for DiamondCon, 146 for Fame. Uh, then you've only got 120 for Assault. I mean, he's getting 20-plus less engagements than his team in this series. That's just, that means the pacing's off.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, interesting series there.
0: But you, like you said, I doubt they will get any player due to their situation. But if they did get a player, not all gunless? Yeah. Yeah,
1: potentially, you know, maybe let him soak up like a main role that he can just like speed up because he could play a main. Uh, We're always shouting out gunless. I don't even know how he's performing in challenges, but I know that guy's just, that guy's a machine. He's good. Yeah, we know he's still, he's still got it. (laughs) He's had some unfortunate circumstances with his last few teams.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh,
1: All right, moving on to the second to last series, Toronto versus Minnesota. This was an interesting one. Toronto kind of jumps out, handles Minnesota pretty easily in the the map one skid row, and then they take a round 11 search and destroy on Karachi. Uh, Envoy was really, was really feeling at that map. Uh, and then they go into the control where Minnesota takes it 3 1 accuracy with a big map. Um, then the map for point accuracy once again with a big map to force a potential reverse sweep game five. And then it was a 6 0, just they ran through them. Uh, Toronto <laughs> pulls up the series, but accuracy leading the team in KD, tied for the most kills with Lin's uh throwback series, like Scrappy tweeted, uh, Lamar, uh, legacy series, which is funny. We love Lamar, Lin's That kid is gross. Uh, Uh I'm left with the series kind of thinking the same thing. Toronto Ultra, they are so good. They had a little bit of an off series from Kleenex and Insight, and they're still able to win. But Minnesota, they're the real deal. Uh, Uh It was a tight series here, but Linz, that kid is gross, vivid, still has his vivid moments. Awakening had a point eight again, but there were more flashes. He's maybe finding that consistency and accuracy. I mean, Lamar's dropping a 1.1 for your team. You're probably going to be finding a lot of success
0: hmm i didn't know we're playing world war ii again with accuracy and team caliber
1: <laughs> yeah i mean he was he was feeling especially with him doing that on a map like rio is shocking It's so sub-dominant so far
0: yeah it is Dang. yeah if you know like you said vivid and wait waking you know do a little better they, they win this map yeah uh
1: that's to be honest pretty much all we have for the weekend because that last series um Optic, yeah. Demoked LAT. LAT once again, a tough first series for this team to show what they have on because mm-hmm. I mean <clears throat> Optic is very good. LAT not very good. Uh Kremp struggled. Afro really struggled. Ghosty and nasty were in the point nines. Um Shotzi looked very good. Uh Pred looked very good. Kenny looked very good. Dashy, they all looked great on that map. One Shotzi uh, twenty-nine and nineteen with the most damage in the lobby, apart from Kenny, uh, who was just dealing damage. I mean, once again i know shocking we i mean everybody you and i have been pretty strong defenders of optic from what the just ridiculous scrutiny from the community that just like for some reason thinks them being a top three team right now is like the end of the world Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) it's it's insane but they looked very good this weekend and it's almost like wow you get Shotzi on a map where a sub can actually be viable and like you can take routes and you can hit stuff. And the Shotzi and Pred subduo works. Like I'm just mm-hmm. so shocked. Like, Yep. We're we, so,
0: so shocked. <laughs> like,
1: we knew that on maps that cater to running two or three subs, Shotzi and Pred would be a very formidable subduo that could keep up with anything. And now, once again, you don't want to put too much into it because they're playing a subduo that we don't believe is all that good. Yeah. Uh, but like, I'm not shocked to see this. I, I think that the subduo would have success on on maps that are catered to subs. I think this sub duo would have very good success against most sub duels or look very good. Obviously, you're going to play like the Hydra Kismets, uh, the Simpa BZs, the the Kleenex Envoys. Like, they're going to maybe struggle a little bit against those sub because, like, those guys are just going to kind of trade back and forth with how good they are. Mm-hmm. But, like, if we start to get more of these maps in the map pool uh, that potentially allow you to use two subs more comfortably, mm-hmm. like, Shotzi and Pred are going to do damage. Like, I know it's shocking to everyone, but Shotzi, he's a pretty good player.
0: Yeah, you know, he is just not the route man, but he is a very good talented player too.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, once again, it's it's only on Rio. You know, there are a lot of maps still that don't cater to Shotzi's playstyle, but maybe this helps him figure something out, uh, playing mm-hmm. this map, you know, maybe and maybe they've worked on. We didn't get to see too much uh else because we didn't get to see any other hard points from them in this series. I would have been interested to see looks like Karachi would have been map four. I'd have been a little bit interested to see how they played on that map, and I'm interested to see this coming week because uh, they do have some matches against you know teams that are pretty decent in hardpoint. Like we get to see them play Minnesota uh, as well as LAG, which yeah, but we get to see them against Minnesota, who seems like a better team. Uh-huh. Uh huh.
0: So that's very interesting. I bet you teams. Uh, besides the top uh, four teams, top three teams, every team's gonna uh, uh, ban Rio from them now.
1: Yeah, I hope that's not the case 'cause I wanna watch uh I wanna watch like Simp and Abizi or Hydra and Kiz like square off on Rio. Mm-hmm. Against Shotzi, Pred Kenny, like guys wanna watch watch them run at each other because there's like FaZe against Optic, the Raw Gun Skill running at each other on Rio will just like be be very fun to watch.
0: Yeah. I mean I bet I bet uh FaZe or Toronto and NYSL won't because they'll the square up but the other teams that you know, aren't as good will definitely veto it.
1: Yeah fully fully agree there all right brock let's jump into predictions uh all right we had a very interesting result from our predictions you had an excellent week you only got two series wrong Mm -hmm. uh for 10 total points however uh i got every series right uh for a total of 18 points so to be honest considering i got every series right the fact that you're only down eight Really isn't that bad, but that's uh the first one of the year where somebody got it all right. I got uh, all eight matches correct last week. So looking to put together a streak like I did in like what was that, major two or three last year where I was like thirty for thirty-two.
0: Yeah, some insane run.
1: Yeah. So looking uh, you know, to potentially uh to potentially continue that streak, see how many in a row I can get right. Cause going back to Major 1's final week, I I got the last match wrong. So it's just this eight-in-a-row streak run. But jump into predictions, same thing as we always do. You can pick the the series, um, the score. If you get it right, you put either one or two confidence points on it. For those of you that are listening for the first time, and then if we get it right, we get those points. If we get it wrong, we subtract those points. A bonus point for getting the map correct, and we each can put four points on one series. Brock, you have the veto advantage since I'm leading for Major 2. Let's jump into it. New York versus Boston, great matchup to kick off Friday.
0: Good matchup indeed. You know, I'm not gonna put too much thought into this one because I already know who I pick. Because you know, and do the boy dirty P Dog. I'm I'm taking Boston three three two close mad. Preston absolutely goes off, and I'll put two points on it as well. It's a good
1: pick. Three two two points Boston. It's a good pick. This is a. Once again, you got the Parista drop from his boys factor. You know, don't have the data to back that up, but it always seems like when your boys drop you, especially in a situation like this, where they drop you from the world championship roster without even getting a chance to defend the title, mm-hmm. it seems like the guy that gets dropped always goes ahead and takes care of business. New York, I don't really trust the way they're trending right now. I liked what I saw from Boston this week. I'm going to go opposite of you, of you, though. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a 3-2 New York, and I'm putting two points on it, but... Not super confident in that. I just have a feeling it's not going to be the case of the player getting dropped. I think, I think Hydra is going to have a good series. I think he's going to he's going to hear the talk of people saying, you know, like, oh, you only played good against Seattle. I think he's going to come out. I think he's going to have a very good series. I could see these teams potentially squaring off on Rio, where I like Hydra just run at them. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a close three-two though. I feel like New York's going to like win both hard points in a mat five.
0: I think it's going to
1: be a 1-0 New York, two straight maps for Boston, and then New York's going to win the final two, win it 3-2. to two.
0: I like it. You know, it should be a good map, match overall, though, so excited to tune into that. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to every match on Friday. I, I, overall, this whole weekend,
1: there are a lot of good matches on the board that I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching. Saturday is kind of, eh, I'm not so sure how I feel about the matches on Saturday, but Sunday, we've got some matches that I am, Really, really looking forward to as well. Uh-huh. Second match here on Friday. Excellent. Minnesota versus Optic. Kind of another measuring stick match here for really both teams. Can Optic kind of still establish themselves uh, over a team that Minnesota is probably approaching that 5-6 range of teams? Some people even arguing they might put them ahead of New York. I'm not ready to do that yet, but uh, kind of approaching the 5-6 range for Minnesota here. Optic, we still think probably our third team. You think Optic's able to hold off Minnesota or are you leaning towards... For the Minnesota
0: here, ooh, it's a, I know Minnesota has accuracy. He is pretty scary to the mm-hmm. opt, the optic fans in the past yeah. and the players. But, you know, it's optic, back you in know,
1: Minnesota, where they lined up,
0: where they indeed lined up. You know, only one player is left from that team. Yeah, dashy, <laughs> but you know, cool. I think I do think uh, optic will 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 win this pretty close. But I'm gonna go three one, and I will put two points. At, but but Minnesota. They come out and win the first hard hard point.
1: And then Optic rolls off three straight? Yep. Putting one or two on it, you said?
0: I'll put two on it.
1: I, oh boy, I agree with you. I think it's an Optic 3-1, I'm putting two points on it. I was between 3-1 and 3-2 for Optic. Uh, I think Minnesota is going to take the control. I think Optic is going to win both hard points and... uh, and the search, which optic hasn't been the best search team this year, but I have faith in them to kind of start improving on that. And this split is kind of my thoughts on that here. I also believe, I don't know, I, I want to see the team square off on Rio because I want to see optic continue to run it down. But I think Minnesota may veto that because I don't know if they'll believe their subs can keep up with them. But mm-hmm. also, I just want to see like the blistering pace of like lens and vivid running at Shotzi and pred. I just want to, I want to watch that.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Uh.
1: All right, then Miami versus Vegas. Another one that's intriguing because Miami is on a slide right now, where things are kind of snowballing. Can they can they figure it out? And Vegas, can they keep the momentum going uh, of getting a win
0: on the board in their first
1: match uh, with Mister Gio? Who you got here?
0: Man, this is a tough match. <laughs> well, it is. Okay, I'm gonna go three two, banger. Uh, you know, three two. Uh, Vegas is way, Mr. Wattach, he's too icy for, for the Spaniards.
1: Yeah, I'll put I, one I point. On i put one. <laughs> I'm going the exact same thing. I think Vegas in a map five, putting one point on it. I think it's going to be a situation uh, where Attach, I agree. I think Attach is going to have another really good series. Uh, I think Purge is going to kind of be there. I think he's going to be okay. Uh, I kind of think the same thing for Nero. I think he's going to have a a classic Nero. Super aggressive, like a round of one. But I think Geo is going to have a nice bounce back. Not like a crazy series, but I think Geo is going to look a little better while Attach looks really good. And I think Vegas is going to squeak out a 3-2. I think they're going to him. I think they're going to him. win 3-2. Miami's going to win both hard points. I like it. Saturday. This is the day that I'd say of the days, probably the day I'm least excited for in terms of matches. I think it's our worst day. Um a lot of potential blowouts on this day, but I guess you never know. Toronto versus Vegas uh from the outside looking in seems like a potential blowout for the side of Toronto. I'm going 3-0 Toronto. Um I want to put my four points on this one unless you're vetoing it and you're gonna use it.
0: Um No, you can put it on that
1: one. All right. Putting four points on Toronto to three oh Vegas. It just feels like overall Toronto are clear cut best team. Vegas, not bad, but Towards the bottom, this seems like the most probably heavily favorite team on the weekend, I would say, Toronto. There are a couple other potential candidates, but I feel like Toronto versus Vegas is probably the overall heaviest favorite of the weekend, so I'm going to
0: play the odds and put four points on them. Yeah, I'm going to go 3-1 and I'll put two points. Toronto's way, obviously. Yeah, pretty much hard to pick against Toronto until you watch them look vulnerable. (laughs) Yeah, and I will give, you know, Attaches one like usual. And in the search, you know, pop off with them for them. But after that, you know, if his teammates don't show up to top tier, they're not going to win.
1: Yeah, this is going to have to be a case where Vegas somehow comes out and punches Toronto in the mouth, which we forgot to mention. Toronto finally lost a hard point to Minnesota this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they're going to have to come out and punch him in the mouth and like be like, whoa, get him on, on their heels. It's like, what the heck? We just lost a hard point to Vegas. It's like the one shot Vegas has. Come out yeah. and just dominate him in a map once somehow and then roll from there.
0: Uh huh. All four players on Vegas is gonna have to, you know, have their superstar moment at the same time. <laughs> that would yeah, win. I just I'm scared for Purge in this series. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, on the sub too. I could get stinky. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh. All right. LAG, Optic, Texas, another potential spot where I feel like you could put four points. Uh, I think Optic. I think we see another three zero here. I think it's Optic three zero, and I'm putting two points on it. I just think Optic. Pretty much in very simple terms, OpTic, very good. I don't really trust LAG. Uh, I think it's just going to be a talent difference. I think we see sometimes with LAG, when they play more middle of the pack teams, they seem to be able to potentially get the job done because their teamwork can be good at times and they aren't a bad team. However, when they seem to play the teams that are, you know, like top tier, top caliber teams like OpTic, they seem to just get outclassed when it comes down to it. And I think that's what OpTic's going to do here. 3 mm-hmm.
0: OpTic. Yes, I agree. And I'm doing 3 as well. Two points. I mean, no, not, that, not two points. Four points, four points. I was going
1: to say, you're not using your four here. It's interesting because I don't think there's like a clear four after this.
0: Four points. You know, like you said, talent diff. After we saw from Mr. Assault. Yeah, Optic is rolling them.
1: Yeah. Um, then our final match of the day, probably, I would say, I think you would agree, probably our most questionable matchup on the day. Um, yeah,
0: this Yes, uh, I don't know which way to lean. <laughs>
1: It's Miami, it's LAT. Obviously, overall in the year, Miami has been the much better team because LAT, you could argue, has been the worst team on the year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you go first in on this one because I'm actually a little torn. I mean, there is definitely a favorite. Miami is the favorite in this match despite how poor they've looked, but I'm, I'm interested to see where you go.
0: Uh, I'm going to go v- Vamos. I'm going to get a, a close 3-2, close though. R- round 11, you know, we want to see, you know, Eric Boom. Eric Boom has 10 in the search for the, for the win. Okay. And we'll put two points on it.
1: Okay, I feel, you know, overall, I feel pretty good. I think NYSL, OpTic, Vegas for my first day, I feel like I should be two for three on that. Toronto on OpTic, I feel very confident. If I come into this day perfect, I think I'll be perfect coming into this match still for a, what is that, we had eight last week, so I'll be on a 13 streak. Mm-hmm. If all my matches go right, I'm going to go different. I think LAT are finally going to get a win on the board. Uh, I think they're going to beat Miami 3-1. I'm only putting one point on it. I think they're actually going to win a hard point in this series. I think they're going to win the map four hard point. I think they're going to lose map one and then win three straight. I have no idea why. I shouldn't pick this. Miami is the better team coming into this. I should have faith, but Miami's on such a slide right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just have a feeling, I think Kremp is going to bounce back in this series. He had a rough debut, but it's. I mean, he's played in the CDL before. The nerf shouldn't be that crazy. Uh, maybe they were a little bit off because they were playing a team like Optic, and you know, maybe a little nervous from Ghosty playing his former team wanting to show them up a little bit because there is a little bit of like little bit of animosity, it seems, like, between, like, Dashy and Shotzi and him, maybe. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I think maybe a little nerves there. Uh, maybe uh, Krempe and Nasty had a little bit of nerves because it was their first game back in the CDL. They're playing a worse team now in Miami. I think they're going to have a bounce back, win 3-1. Um, don't feel too confident, but I, I just have a, a gut feeling. That's basically what I'm going off.
0: I like it, though. I like it.
1: All right. Moving on mm. to Sunday, where, once again... I think we have a nice slate of matches, especially the final two matches of the day. I really am intrigued. But even this first one, Seattle, Carolina, two teams that are just stumbling. It's like a I want to see who can, you know, maybe regain some balance here and and, kind of start to stabilize and get a win on the board for the split. Uh, It's Carolina. It's Seattle. I'm leaning Carolina. I'll be honest, even though it's hard to trust either of these teams. I think Carolina is going to win a map five, finally show some ice, and I'm putting one point on it.
0: You know, I'm going opposite of you. I put one point as well. I just, you know, from what I see, Carolina just just can't close it off. <laughs> yeah,
1: these are two teams that I just don't trust much to close out for either of them. It's it's tough to trust either of them. But uh, you're just flipping a coin and hoping it's right. I I could see this year. I could see this series going any map count for either team, and I would be like, yeah, okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like yeah. if you tell me either of them three zero or three one or three two, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm not
0: surprised. This is like, you know, it, it, two two teams that are kind of, you know, at the bottom and struggling right now. Might be a good matchup for them, you know.
1: When Overall, it's not like it's watch. like it's not like it's one of those toss-ups where it's like a uh, uh Atlanta versus Toronto. Or, I mean like or I guess like yeah, I mean Toronto looks so much better, but you know what I mean? Atlanta's talent is so high that you believe at any at any time face could beat anybody. It's not like one of those series where it's like you know, it's Atlanta, it's Toronto, like it could go either way, like if one team 3-0s or 3-1s or 3-2s, I'm not going to be shocked. But it's in a way where like both teams are going to be playing so well and the other's just going to like get a slight advantage on certain maps over one. But like for this series, it's like it might just be so ugly and so bad. It's just who screws up less.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> uh But yeah, we, we flipped 3-2s uh, on each other there. It's an interesting series. But then my opinion, the final two series of the day are fantastic series. Uh, Minnesota versus Boston is a good, good, good matchup because they're teams that we believe are kind of still sitting in that four, five, six range. Mm-hmm. Um, some people believe Minnesota's maybe creeping on four. I still think they're pretty firmly like five. Boston, I think, is probably approaching close to that six spot now. Very interested to see where these two teams go. Minnesota looks so good, and they're zero one because they obviously had that loss to Toronto. I have them going zero and two, losing to Optic. They look so good to be 0-3. I just think Boston is going to get it done. Even though I picked NYSL to be Boston, I think think Boston's going to bounce back and win this one in five, and I'm putting two points on it. But I don't feel crazy confident in it because Minnesota, Mm -hmm. overall, you should have probably more faith in them than you do Boston. But I just, once again, ride with the gut feeling. I think Boston with Asim, I think they're going to do something here.
0: Mm -hmm. I was thinking Boston as well, but 3-1 and two points on it. Minnesota will, you know, they'll win the search for, with accuracy lead the charge.
1: That's interesting because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like the community consensus and most people's consensus would be to pick Minnesota. And that one, it's interesting that we both went uh, to the side of Boston.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I just like, I just like really, really love the pickup of ASIM.
1: Yeah, same. And I, I like this team a lot. And I, I just, I feel like with this team gels, they could find a really consistent way to play a game that's so inconsistent right now. I feel like this team could find a way. Uh-huh. Make themselves super consistent. And I, I I don't know. I just I have a good feeling about Boston against Minnesota. I really think that they can win. I don't feel confident picking New York over Boston in that first yeah. matchup. I really think Boston could have a 2-0 weekend. And if they do, uh, that will be a big step forward because obviously uh they get one win on the board this past weekend uh against Carolina, which you know, whatever. But if they can start three and after you know the rough split they had in, in stage one, especially with a couple very good wins. This weekend, if they're able to beat uh, both Minnesota and New York, it could be an interesting turn uh, for them. But uh, Mm -hmm. we'll see what they can can get done this weekend. Agreed. All right. And another incredible match on the weekend. It's Atlanta. It's NYSL. Can NYSL show that they still belong in that top four conversation uh, and take out Atlanta? Or is Atlanta able to get it done, Brock? What do you think?
0: Uh, I mean, Atlanta... Island matches, pretty pretty good. You know, they usually win a, a lot of them, Atlanta, on land. You know, you want know, to see the choke against these teams later in the stages. You know, I'm going to Atlanta, 3-2, close close series overall. But I think, you know, I think Draza is the one to, you know, lead, lead the charge, lead the team in KD and stuff. Yeah. You said 3-1? Uh, 3-2. 3-2, sorry. I'll put two points on it. Okay. Incredible yeah. match, though.
1: Yeah, everything is pointing to Atlanta 3-2. I've had a lot of gut picks uh, this week, like a lot of more toss-up matches. I want to stick to it and say Atlanta's going to win. I'm going to go 3-1 and put two points on it. I, I think there's a world where New York wins this if they're really gelling, and they have a really nice match against Boston. Especially because, mm-hmm. like, beating Priest and maybe Sib, kind of getting that, that off his shoulders of, like, a this is the guy that we dropped you for. We've been struggling with you. Like they're able to beat pre and maybe like have like a team chem boost. Yeah. Uh, going into this, that could be very interesting. Um, I would think that that could help propel them into this match and potentially get them to beat phase. I just don't think it's enough to get it done phase. are just very good. Uh, I would love to watch these teams square off on a real hard point.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, that
1: would be awesome to watch.
0: Hopefully they you know they pick it with each other and don't, you know, veto it. Yeah. So I'm going to land a three one,
1: putting two points on it, but I'm very excited to watch the series as well. Yep. All right. That's it for predictions. You got anything else before we wrap this one up?
0: Uh, no, just excited to, uh, you know, get back to it, get, watch, watch some watching these matches, some good matchups overall. And you know, plus a break play here and there, but you know, all the cheaters, it's you know, kinda of demoralizing. Yeah, and you can just tell right away when you get in the lobby with one of them. Yep, yeah, they don't they don't hide it at the you know some some of these ranks they don't care.
1: I got a for cheating the other day, <laughs> you weren't in the lobby. It was it was right before you got on. I was playing with uh, one of two of our buddies that aren't like the best, uh, and then uh, I was playing with one of our friends It's pretty good. And we were on a Karachi hard point. I dropped fifty six. I went fifty six and fourteen, and I wasn't even just like playing for kills either. I was just running at the hill with an AR, just getting constant three pieces. And one of our friends was like 13 and 26, no hill time. Another one was almost double negative two. So like I was just running around having to kill everything, drop 56. We only won like 250 to 220. All the guys in game chat are like, we're reporting this kid. He's clearly cheating. And I was like, damn, I'm about to get banned and I'm not even cheating. But thankfully uh-huh. uh, Activision doesn't ban anyone and they didn't wrongfully ban me for cheating. But I've I've been feeling good on ranked play. So yeah, uh-huh. it's it's been pretty fun to play despite... Uh, the cheaters when you run into them. Thankfully, I'm not uh, a top 250 player because
0: I mean uh, the cheating up there is just insane. Yeah, and I, I just you know th- those types of game, those type of matches are just so fun to play when you're the one frying everyone and it's still yeah. a close game. When you run around, just feel like you're unkillable. Yep, and it's like the most dope me when they when they yeah. call you cheater it's yeah it's, you're like
1: well i'm actually not cheating but i mean it's nice to hear that you think i am it's like almost it's, a
0: compliment you
1: know, <laughs> i mean it is a compliment when so, when you're playing so well somebody thinks you're cheating and you're legit not cheating it is uh, it's a pretty good feeling
0: yeah i will say my favorite part of rank play is the after you kill someone they 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 talk after right yeah. after oh it's so funny. and
1: you can hear them like get pissed or something <laughs> or think you're cheating and it's funny
0: yeah that's just the best Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for this one. If you guys enjoyed, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. If you're on the audio platforms, drop a follow, drop a five-star review. We appreciate you guys listening as always. Have fun watching the matches this weekend. And we will be back next week uh, talking about said matches and giving our predictions uh, for another week of qualifiers. Thank you guys so much for watching. And we will see you in the next one.